Sweet. So shall we? Yes, we shall. All right, well. This is uh, part of our Meet the Program Director uh, uh, sessions. And we have Amina, who just came back from maternity leave. So welcome back, Amina. Uh, we're Thank very you. excited to have you. Um, we're very excited for this virtual recruitment as well, which will be interesting, but, but different. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And uh, Amina is going to ask me some questions this time around, but uh, she's going to ask me questions about uh, the ID Fellowship. So take, you, take the lead. It's yours, Amina. All right. Thank you. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to be back, and I'm excited to hear about this because I'm also applying this year uh, to fellowship. So... Um, endocrinology though. So first of all, uh, Dr. Manalora, can you tell us uh, about your journey to UIC? Absolutely. So I, you know, I've been, I was very lucky to train at UIC and very happy to be at UIC and to stay at UIC. And I would say that as a resident, or actually, actually as a medical student, uh, when I was applying for residency programs, I always had an eye towards ID. So I always looked for a place that could get me there. And, and by that, I mean looking at the ID program. So, of course, for medicine, looking at everything within medicine that would make me a strong internist, but also looking at the mentorship within ID and the things that could, could get me towards an ID fellowship and an ID career. And I think the same thing is true for ID fellowships, which is, you know, if you have an idea of what you want to do when you graduate, then it's, 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 it's good to find a fellowship that fits your your kind of personality uh but yeah i was i think i was very lucky to found find out that i loved infectious diseases um before residency i had a very awesome experience where i volunteered in a hiv clinic and um got to know an amazing researcher and mentor and uh since then i, I realized that id kind of ticked everything um that i liked it you know there's a social component um, there's, you know, a lot of marginalized people tend to have infectious conditions. It's also very multi-systemic and, and just kind of overall awesome. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, and I guess you kind of answered my next question, which was what drew you to ID? Um, uh, the next one is more, I guess, current in our state. How has COVID changed the application process for you? Well, it, it has dramatically changed everything. And like most things in this post-COVID era uh, uh, or COVID era proper, uh, there's a lot of things that are, that are changing and accelerating that are probably positive changes. Uh, and there are things that are, that are not. Um, so for example, uh, a virtual interview, uh, a virtual interview season means that the applicant can, can interview at, at a lower cost, and that's a great thing. Um, but the, the, the biggest problem is the inability to really get to know the people and the place, uh, that personal touch. Uh, I think that is gonna be harder to convey, uh, but not impossible. Because at the end of the day, all of us are doing everything virtually, even meeting you know with your own best friends and stuff it's there's a right. lot of facetiming so i think 
the social cues that you, we would love to be able to convey, the personality of the program, uh, mm -hmm. that's what worries me the most in the sense that, that I, I, you know, I'm doing my best to be able to adapt to that um, and convey our personality. But I think that's mm -hmm. going to be the hardest thing. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's already changing the way we're doing residency, so I can only imagine how um, it could change your application outlook and uh, virtual interviewing. You don't get that sense of, um, I guess, the camaraderie or, you know, the ex uh, experience is a little different. Um, yep, yep. And, and it's all about trying to find ways to do that. So, for example, um, with all of the things that we've talked about, um, you know, probably the most important things when finding a fellowship, no matter where you go, is really the, the mentorship. So there's the bones of things that you really need, um, you know, for ID, I would say that's a, a, a solid general infectious diseases exposure. I would say probably every program has that. A solid HIV AIDS exposure with a focus on AIDS in particular, I think that's harder to find. Um, even in the same city, there might be programs that, that have more exposure versus less exposure, depending on the type of population that they, that they, that they see. Uh, so I think that's another important bone to look for, uh, uh, kind of structural parts of a program. And transplant ID is another one. Uh, but beyond that, if you know what you want to do, if you want to do transplant ID, if you want to do hospital epidemiology and infection prevention or stewardship, if you want to do HIV AIDS, if you want to do global health, then I think looking for a program and finding the people within that program that can mentor you is a big part of finding the right program for you. So in doing that, we, you know, I created a couple of videos and there's a video where we talk about stewardship and infection prevention, but it's, you know, Susan Bleasdale, Scott and me talking about stuff. And what I hope to do with that is show you the mentorship we can give, but also show ourselves as people talking to each other. And I think, that'll hopefully convey the natural personality of, of, of the program as well. Right. That's a great idea. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. Um, how has COVID affected ID as a specialty? Well, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of awesome parts about infectious diseases. And I think COVID has highlighted that. Um, I fell in love with ID, as I mentioned, because I had awesome mentorship. And it's not that I fell in love with HIV per se. I fell in love with, with global health and the, the, the socioeconomic impact of infectious diseases and the complexity. And right. I, I think unlike, unlike any other uh, specialty, um, infectious diseases has these unique characteristics. And there's an article published in 2012 in the New England Journal of Medicine that I always share with my students and my residents. It's called The Perpetual Challenge of Infectious Diseases. Uh, it's actually authored by Dr. Fauci. And it was part of the 200th anniversary of uh, the New England Journal of Medicine and just different gurus like that talking about their specialty. And he highlighted what makes ID unique. Number one, it's a perpetual challenge. Whether it's Staph aureus or COVID, it's not a static thing. It's something that changes, that evolves. And unlike other medical problems, it has the potential for explosive growth and explosive impact on society. So I think, you know, I, I go back to that article because I use it all the time. And I don't think those things have been as evident as today.
So I, mm-hmm. I would say the same things and people were like, oh yeah, I guess that could happen. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I think COVID just highlights those things. Um, mm-hmm. The people that work in infectious diseases and, you know, the Gates Foundation is an example of that. Uh, uh, Bill Gates have, has mentioned things like this for a long time. Uh, but, but I think now those, those uh, warnings and those things, I think, make much more sense. So COVID has dramatically uh, put ID on the forefront uh, uh, of everybody's consciousness. And it just shows how much, how much it matters and how much, uh, you know, how much we are uh, just a part of a global community and also an, a global environment where it's not just us, it's us and the bacteria and, and viruses around us too. Definitely. Yeah, no, we are very lucky to have the infectious disease specialists, especially now. Um, So that, I guess we can kind of go back towards the application now. Um, My next question is, what qualities are you looking for in an applicant? If I were to say one thing, I would say passion. Um, What we want is really people who are interested in what they want to do and everything beyond that I think falls in its place if you if you like ID which of course all of our applicants do um, what we want is to foster that passion it doesn't mean you have to come in and say I know I want to be a transplant nephrologist transplant infectious diseases it doesn't have to be that way but what we want is for you to to have a passion and have an open mind and uh you know, the dedication for us to help you get there uh, and, and for us to really try to get you wherever it is that you want to go. Great. Um, how important is research for you? Well, for you? Research, yeah. re, you know, we're in an academic center and I think uh, more or less, you know, a little bit more, a little bit less and different flavors of it. All of us are involved in some sort of research, but that's us. Um, I think as an academic center, our other mission is to train people and to train people to be, as I mentioned, whatever it is that you want to be. We want to take you wherever it is that you want to go. So Mm -hmm. if you're interested in research, that's awesome. We can connect you with the right mentorship for you to develop yourself within that field. So I think it's, 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 uh, it's, it's certainly a plus but it's not a negative if you don't uh, 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 if you don't want to because if you you know want to be an, uh, uh, um, a clinician um, as a subspecialist you know research is still uh, important and by that uh, I will quote what my that mentor that I had as a student um, he told me you know he involved me in a research project and he said Alfredo whether you become a researcher or not for the rest of your life as a doctor, you will either produce research or consume it. And I think as a subspecialist, you have to consume the research and and being in an academic center, it helps to do scholarly work. But by all means, we train people to go to the community and and become awesome clinicians and not wanting to have a research career in any way does not affect um, your application and your purpose in our our, uh, fellowship or, or in our community. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah. to know. Um, next question is, is there anything the applicant should be cautious about when choosing infectious disease as a career? That's a good question. Um, 
if anything, what I, what I will say, it's not that you have to be cautious, but I think you have to be cognizant that there's just a lot of different things within ID. So um, you're going to have two years to figure out what job you want to get. Um, and, you know, you don't have to be cautious, but I think you have to understand what fits your personality so you can transition to the right job for you. This is really the last, like, you know, set of years that you have as a trainee. So I think from there on, it's kind of uh, the real world and, and, and in a good way. Uh, but, you know, I think as you progress throughout your fellowship and, you know, or before, it's good to keep an open eye to what really rings your bell so you can transition to the right place afterwards. I guess that makes me think about what are the different options for um, ID specialists after fellowship? Oh gosh, there's so many. Um, yeah. and, uh, and you can always change and you can always do different things. Um, you know, academic people um, have a, you know, is basically what you guys all see. It's uh, people who see patients, people who do clinical work or lab work or, uh, you know, teaching. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, just broadly, you can do general infectious diseases, which is, uh, you know, a combination of inpatient and outpatient. Um, you can do transplant infectious diseases. You can do um, hospital epi, uh, infection prevention and antibiotic stewardship, which is, which is awesome uh, as well. Uh, you can do global health. You can do public health. Um, you can do clinics, you know, working in STI, HIV, outpatient care, and, and you can do primarily inpatient. So there's really a little bit for everyone. And I'll, I'll say what I, you know, I continuously fall in love with, and I, with ID. And, and when I was a fellow, one of the things that I noticed that I also fell in love with is that I started taking problems out of people's problem list. Um, you know, for many years, I was diagnosing and managing mostly chronic conditions. Um, and for once I was like, wow, this guy had endocarditis or this guy had histoplasmosis. And that was kind of cool. And, and, you know, so there's a lot of different things within ID and, um, you can choose to do inpatient or outpatient. Uh, I feel like ID for me gives me everything that I like about medicine, complexity, multi-system disease, it's social impact, but also I have clinic, I have HIV clinic with my patients that I develop longitudinal relationships, mm -hmm. but it's also not this, you know, it's not the same as a general medicine clinic either, where as they develop the need for a primary care doctor uh, or other subspecialists and you refer them to that. So it's kind of like a little bit of everything. You know, I see the critically ill complex patient, but I'm not there putting lines at midnight. Um, so yeah. it, it's everything uh, that I like without the things that I don't. <laughs> exactly. No, that's amazing. I mean, it sounds like the opportunities are endless post-fellowship and um, you're really kind of at the intersection of, you know, social, uh, urban, global health. And um, that's, that's an amazing point to be at. Um, why should people, this is actually my last question, um, why should people choose UIC Infectious Disease Fellowship? You know, there's a lot of reasons why. Um, I think, uh, you know, our audience in the Chief Cast is primarily our own residents. I think 
as somebody who trained here, so I did residency, chief residency, and fellowship. That, what drew me to UIC it was is it's what's kept me here. Uh, it's the personality of the place. I think we we work hard, we play hard, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but but you know we're surrounded by people that are very high achieving. I like the personality of the place and the patients, the patient population, um, its social mission. So there's all of that. Uh, but then there's all these other things as well. You have a little bit of everything. Um, so you can really develop yourself in any way you want. Um, we have global health, we have HIV medicine, we have studies, we have really everything. And uh, it's just in a very friendly environment. Um, and in a way that you can uh, grow in a very awesome place. So I think uh, that's really why, what I think is the strongest, that we have a little bit of everything. We, you know, we have, for example, I mentioned how AIDS is very important. We have HIV AIDS, we have an inpatient service, we have a very robust HIV experience as outpatient. Um, and, and for everything, you know, it's not like we are, you know, an HIV or AIDS clinic in, in um, you know, in the biggest place, but, but it's big enough. And, and similarly, we have transplant services at the ultra biggest, you know, hematopoietic stem cell transplant unit, not necessarily, but we do quite a bit and we do a lot. So I think we have a little bit of everything and that makes us really complete. Right. Um, that's awesome. Do you have any other words of advice before? No, I think, um, what I tell students and residents when they're applying for residency or fellowship is, you know, try to find the right place from a personality standpoint. You know, mm -hmm. obviously try to find a place that'll train you in all of the, those bones that I mentioned, those pillars of, 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 uh, of training. If you have a special interest, then focus on that as well. See if it's, if it has the right mentors for you. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, ask yourself, what is the personality of the program? And do I see myself there? Uh, I always tell applicants for UIC that when I interviewed at UIC as a resident, as a student, sorry, uh, you know, I'm there with my suit and stuff and Dr. Zar walks in, says something ridiculous, somebody, you know, <laughs> laughed and, and, and I just felt at ease and I felt like my kind of place. And I think yeah. that's what you have to look for um, when you interview. Um, as residents in our, our own program, I think you already know the answer to that and that's the advantage um, but I think as you interview elsewhere keep that in mind um, how is this place how do they treat each other how happy do they look um, would I hang out with these people or work with these people that, that's you do I feel comfortable and then it's a harder question to answer virtually but I think we'll you know we're we're kind of used to this virtual world and I think we'll have the ability to answer that right it's a new norm um, absolutely well thank you so much for the great words of advice. Um, I hope this, I don't know what else, maybe we should stop recording. <laughs>